that was very helpful. And in fact, I feel like I'm definitely in a better place now after having this conversation with you because you're right. That's what I think makes your work different and better than others. I definitely don't think I'd be engaged to him or in the relationship I'm in if I hadn't listened to you at all. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit?, How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today is 36-year-old Elle, who has been in an on-again, off-again relationship with 36-year-old Sam for years. Now, being back on, Elle says that this time she wants to take a new direction and finally do things, quote-unquote, the right way to lock down commitment. But then Sam will go and do something, she says, that is mean or stupid, causing Elle to call Sam out on his behavior. Sam responds by blocking Elle, she in turn blocks him, and then the two don't talk for months. Eventually, one or the other caves, and the two get back together. Elle wants to know how long she should wait for Sam to make a final commitment, and if while waiting, she should be dating others. Welcome, Elle. Hi, thank you so much. Certainly. So, you say for years. How long has it been? It has been about three years. How did you meet? We actually met through family. One of his relatives and one of mine opened a clinic together um, down in Orange County, and my mom happened to be visiting from out of town. Um, So my mom and I went to support our family, and he was there with his entire family, and I, for whatever reason, was completely, like, so attracted and magnetized to him yeah, that's how we met. And I wanted to be around him from the moment I saw him. Did he take the lead on it? He did not. It the first probably, honestly, year, maybe more, it was kind of me chasing him and trying to get his attention. But no, he really didn't. It was me asking for his Instagram and then kind of following up with him from there. And then he did ask me on our first date. Okay, keep going. Tell me how it went from there. Like, give us the whole lowdown. So our first date was on New Year's, and it was supposed to be just him and I. And, of course, I wanted to be kind of the cool girl and chill. And when he asked me, do you care if my brother and my cousins come, I, of course, said, of course not. So he ended up inviting um, a lot of other people to our New Year's dinner. And we had a great night, and we ended up, Unfortunately, I got hooking up that night on our first date, and we ended up dating for a couple months. And then I don't know, it it came as a shock to me when he broke up with me the first time. It was after a couple months, and he broke up with me. I was really, really upset, and it was the beginning of COVID, so it wasn't like I was getting out there with friends and dating or, you know, trying to get over it in any way because we were on lockdown. So I I kind of, I would reach out to him, I think, every once in a while, and he wouldn't really respond, or then he'd be drinking and get a hold of me late at night, and then 
was just kind of a hookup, I guess you'd say, for a year or so. And then the past year and a half, it's been more, a little more stable. Like we'll get back together, I guess, for lack of a better word, and it'll last for a couple of months. But then, like you said, he'll do something that I think is inappropriate. And I can give an example of that if you'd like. But And I'll call him out on it, and then it kind of blows up, and then he will go into hiding or we'll just both be you know, upset with each other, so we won't talk for months. And last year, this happened where I, he had been on a work trip, and I hadn't seen him in person, and we were talking, and he got home from his work trip, and the first thing he did was go out with his boys to a nice dinner instead of, you know, coming to see me or making it a priority to see me. And I just thought, this is not the way I want to be treated or kind of relationship I really want to be in. So I took the advice, your advice, and I just cut everything off, which I had never done before. And he, after two months of me completely not speaking to him, he started sending gifts to my door and telling me everything I want to hear. And so I believed him and I took him back and everything was great for a couple months. And then this past December, we got into another little argument and we didn't talk and we haven't spoken since since that since the middle of December but then in April of this year he started doing this again which was sending flowers offering dinners sending me gifts and coffees every morning and I remember what happened last time when I took him back and we started kind of dating again and this time I really want to take my time and see if he's serious about what he's saying because he is speaking in a different way than he ever has before. Um, For instance, I used your advice and said, has something changed when he came back this time? And he said, I'm willing to make you my priority and give up other things, but we can talk about this, um, you know, on our next or first date. So we've been on two dates so far and I am willing to take it as slow as I need to kind of see if he's uh, being honest and true about this stuff. But he definitely is speaking like a completely different, more mature man. And that's the thing. Every time we've gotten back together since I've met him, he seems to have evolved. And I think through this relationship, I as well have evolved as a human. And I really it sounds really bad, but the times when he's dumped me and I've been alone, I've come to really love myself and really love that alone time. And in the beginning, it would be like he dumped me and I was so depressed and heartbroken. But now it's kind of like I like the time for me and I've taken the time to really get to know myself and I've done the meditations and the subconscious work and I've sought out, you know, your book and your podcast and So I can't say if anything, you know, if it doesn't work out between him and I, I think if anything, this led me closer to myself, to be honest. So I'm so grateful to have met him and to be kind of going through the roller coaster because it brought me closer to myself, honestly. So that being said, like I said, he also, I think, is evolving more and more. And this time he's speaking like a man and like he wants to commit and like he's ready. And I'm actually excited to see where it goes, although um, cautiously optimistic this time. 
Good. I'm glad you're cautiously optimistic this time. That's what you want to be. So I want to go back a little bit, because truth be told, we've never spoken before, correct? Right. And when you say, I took your advice, it must be from listening to this podcast? Yes, I think I have listened to every episode of your podcast, and I have read your book here and there. So it sounds like you got a lot from it. I'm hearing change in you and your approach, and that's wonderful. I want to go back to when you say you decided to use the approach of cutting him off the first time. It sounds like that was maybe a year ago now. Is that right? Yes, exactly. And you said you just went no contact. Tell me about actually how that happened. Like I said, he came back from a trip and wasn't prioritizing me. And I just was like, this guy is just a bro and he's obviously not going to change. And it's just not for me. You know, I expected him kind of to say, hey, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. I would love to get together like first thing off the plane, really. And he went out with his friends first thing. And that was that's kind of been where his priorities have lied since I met him. So um, I just was over it. And I just, he messaged me that night and the next day and <laughs> for a couple weeks. And I just ignored him completely because I genuinely wasn't interested. I'm just kind of over it, you know. And I will say that when we came back together, he said that's the longest we've gone without talking. And I'm like, it's not, but it's the first time I ever cut him off completely. Did you tell him that or did you just note it in your head? I just noted it in my head. Great. So part of it was really great in how you did it. This is the problem of actually taking something that we hear and then kind of making it our own, so to speak. I don't know how else to say that, but there was a component that was missing that I recommend, and that is you just went radio silent. That is not exactly the best way because it is relating from a lower level and how the man relates not to the best degree and not what's going to direct him. He will just connote it that you're mad. And with nothing said, it is simply relating at a less mature, less directing him kind of level. The better way, and this is for everyone, and thank you, L, for you know letting me tell everyone how you actually need to do it, is that you would be answering maybe his fourth, fifth, whatever text or call or what have you, with a one-time statement of the change in you and knowing what it is that you want. Nothing about him and his poor behavior and calling him out on stuff and nothing that connotes to him that you're angry at him. This is standing in our high value. You take 100% responsibility for having been in the relationship. This is huge. So 
the no contact that you did is good, but the setup wasn't the best because he just thinks you're mad. And if he assuages through time or gifts or whatever, you're being mad, then he'll be back in. And it doesn't evoke the most change in the man. So I'm hearing that there was a modicum of change and heavy emphasis on modicum because he is just missing what you had, but no significant and profound change in him to the degree that we have profound change is the degree to which the man can possibly have profound change. So at what point, you say maybe two months into it, you allowed him back in. Tell us about how that went that first time last year. Yes, it was two months and I started receiving gifts and I couldn't think of who else it would be from, but I kind of immediately knew, oh my gosh, Sam is sending me stuff. And I thought he's trying to get my attention because I won't, you know, give it to him any other way. And so we did start talking again and he planned our first date back together. I'm going to stop you because it's the details that are so important. We started talking again. I need to hear he was sending me the gifts and then I did what? He was sending me the gifts and then I reached out to him to see, is this from you? And from there, he said, yes, I miss you. I would love to see you. And I wanted to see him too. So I agreed to see him. Now looking back on it and from what I've just said, what do you think I might say about that? I think maybe, I'm actually not sure to be honest. Paula, I don't know if maybe I should have continued the conversation with him and said, you know, what changed or, well, I am, you know, I've grown in this way and I want, I know what I want and you haven't been able to provide that so far. So what's the difference now and kind of maybe been a little more hard to get at that point? I'm not sure. Okay, great. Because this is where the rubber meets the road. He was sending you gifts and not putting any note in them that they were even from him. Am I correct? That's right. So you then thwarted more feelings and more change by you reaching out to him to ask if they were from him. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. Great. Because when you get this, you really get it and everything changes. You outlined from the start that you have totally rowed this boat. You pursued him. He finally asked you out. Then there are some missteps, sleeping in with him that night, etc. And the energy of the relationship, or maybe we want to use the word the, the power differential in the relationship, he always had it. Would you say that's fair? That's correct. That's fair. So to the degree that's the situation, you need to do when you ever do what I call my lure him in approach to the nth degree. And that would have been, you would keep ignoring. You saw that ignoring 
and no contact was working, and yet this something in you stepped in because of the urgency of it and the not knowing and the not living in the state of knowing that you can have it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. So for everybody listening, and for you too, Elle, that he wasn't as in touch with what he needed to be in touch with by virtue of not writing anything along with the gifts. I heard a laugh there. Was it because you get it, I assume? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly right what you're saying. It's exactly right. So if you had waited and waited and waited, he would have eventually gotten there and it would have been more profound because he, through the wonder, started getting into the feelings of love. But to make a man ready to go the distance takes longer. This isn't about the feelings that you two have for each other. We've been sold a bill of goods that if the man loves us enough, then things will just work out. Love conquers all. It doesn't. Love is a feeling. It conquers nothing by itself. You can be a falling down, derelict heroin addict, and you can love somebody, and they can love you. Your relationship is going to be really awful along with your life, right? Yes, amen. So it is our job as women, unfortunately, as we didn't ask for it, didn't want it. The world would be a totally different place if we didn't have to take on the job, but it is our job and our work to guide any man that we would like to where we would like it to go. Then it's a crapshoot because love alone for the man conquers nothing, nothing. It doesn't mean he's going to be ready, willing, or able to give you the relationship you want. Now would be a good time, L. Tell me at 36 what it is you do want for your relationship, life, etc., I want to be a wife and I want to have a family with kids and dogs and family vacations and happiness and love and all the bumps in between. And you would like that to be him? I sort of, you know, put him in that position in my mind. However, I do know how I want my family unit to operate and what he has showed me so far up to this moment right now, I'm a little concerned that he might not be a steady, um, trustworthy, honest, uh, devoted leader for my family. So until I can trust that, I, I'm not sure that I definitely want it to be him. Uh-huh. So I want to hear about those concerns, even red flags, all of your thoughts about that. And let's do that when we come back. I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the life of love you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club yet, you need to be because now Make Him Wonder is exclusive, a members-only club to listen to every episode, past, present, and future in full, all ad-free. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership 
that gives you all of seasons one, two, and three in a categorized list by age and relationship status, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, Relationship Evals, and my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a weekly action step you can focus on to attract and keep the man of your dreams and have him committing to you completely in the coming months. Make this the moment you start living as an 80-20 Wonder Woman, because love, like life, is best lived in 80-20. When you do 80% of what works with men, the 20% you don't won't much matter. Join the 80-20 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. Don't miss out. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. You and your man will be glad you did. So we're back with 36-year-old L, and I asked before the break for L to think about and tell me her concerns about Sam and how she is questioning him being the leader of a family unit. What is happening or has happened or what has Sam shown you, L, that makes you concerned? Yeah, so unfortunately the past couple years since we have been on and off. I I don't feel like I have enough. We have enough experiences together for me to kind of gauge that fully. However, um, I can give you some examples. We were downtown at a dinner and the lights went off on the block and where we were eating went completely dark. And I think it's moments of like that, that show you the character of someone and how they're going to manage problems or crisis, if you will. And he just sat and complained about it. And I told him exactly that. I said, it's moments like these that I'm looking to see how you're going to react and how you're going to lead me. And this isn't really (laughs) how I, you know, think I want to, someone I trust to be with and to lead my family, this isn't really how I think is a solution or a way to act in in this situation. So that's one example. Another is just the fact of whenever there's an argument or something's brought up, and I have a part in this too, we don't talk about it. We don't talk for months. And then, you know, when we do get back together, it's like, I kind of forget what happened before and I just am so caught up in like how much I miss him and I do love him and it's never really hashed out in like a mature way and there's no real conversations or way to get over kind of the treatment or whatever you know was bothering me and I think about that like if if you're doing that now they say dating's like practice for the real thing if you're if stuff is coming up and you are avoiding it completely and not talking to me for months, are you going to do that when we're married and I live with you? Like that sounds miserable to me and I don't know that he's not going to do that. And then if you add kids into the mix, I don't think that that's a nice way to treat children either. We have no experience in conflict management, I guess, that, and he hasn't showed me any other way but just ignoring me and kind of throwing me out like trash, like, okay, you're a problem, so bye, until we both forget about it and we come back together. One of the most important things to recognize here is how you have been in the relationship. 
because you're here, you have much more insight and abilities than Sam does. And if you don't get even more right with things, he doesn't have a hope in hell of doing so. One of the things that you had told our staff or somehow the introduction came to me is that I'm I'm reading it here again. Sam responds by blocking L. She in turn blocks him and then the two don't talk for months. That one sentence showed me that you two are relating at a similar level. Yours is a little above his and you're expecting him to just come up to yours and he will not without you guiding him to it. The example you gave about sitting there and the lights going out and he started complaining, we can look at it under a couple of different perspectives. But the first is he's male and he was not as frightened perhaps as you might have been about it or as concerned about it because he is male. In an instance like this, this is a good example of the communication being on a similar level. You immediately pointed out to him how this is something you don't see working if he doesn't change. Well, that never works. What must happen is you make the changes as a woman and you see how the man responds. So it would be you focusing on you and saying, honey, this kind of freaks me out. I don't know when the lights are going to come back on. And maybe before things get hairy, we're going to want to go. What would he have said if you had done that, do you think? I think he would have agreed with me and gotten the check and we would have left. Okay, there you go. Solved. Then you're in the car. You say, thank you for doing that sweetheart, I I just, uh, I'm sorry we had to cut the dinner short, but maybe the lights would have come back on, but thank you for being my hero and getting the car and the check. Then you go home, things are a lot different, and he feels good. He made you happy. Yep. The change must come from within us. And if you make the changes necessary, L, you can possibly have this. Despite himself, he fell for you. When you met him, he was in no way interested in what he felt coming off of you. Not that he didn't want you, not that he wasn't attracted, not anything else. He was not ready for what he felt coming off of you. The energy towards him and what you showed him, it was about a relationship. And he was not ready for that, not looking for that. Mm-hmm. So I assume for a long time, it was just, I don't know, a situationship, uh, friends with Beth. Like, what did he think it was? What was it really, looking back on it? A hookup. Ah, okay. So you weren't even really dating for, how long was it just hooking up? I mean, probably during COVID, like the first year, we couldn't really go out anywhere, so... I'm disappointed. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. It's just a little embarrassing for me to admit. But yeah, it was basically just a hookup for the first year, year and a half. 
Well, I'm glad you name it and claim it because that's how you're going to make change. It's okay. Then a year goes by and is that the last year's no contact time that we're talking about now? Mm -hmm. So take me through from getting back together, so to speak, at that time, what was understood about the relationship then? Was it no longer just hook up? What was understood by both of you? Well, unfortunately, I didn't use my own will and self-control. And based on, you know, the gifts that he was sending, it was really mushy and like, I love you so much. And he was sending me jewelry. And, you know, I, I'd never seen him be like that before. And so I was like, oh, gosh, he, he really, you know, wants me back and all this and that. And then we had our first date back together and I invited him upstairs and we hooked up. And I know that that is where I went wrong and um, I just didn't care. I was just wanted that. And I know based on his him that he actually wants to work for it. Like he wants to prove, you know, himself. And I know that if I last year, if I would have come into it with the same attitude that I have at this point, it would have been much different. But unfortunately, I basically hooked up with him on the first date again. So that also didn't last. So how long did you go on like that? Was it again, the same old just him calling and you hooking up? Tell us what it's been and how it's gone since and to where you are now. Yeah, so uh, we met back up after he was sending me all that stuff and had our first date, if you will, where we hooked up and then that we went back and forth. I would go stay at his place and we'd go to dinner. It was really casual, honestly, and comfortable. And uh, we celebrated his birthday and that lasted about five months that we were dating, I guess, if you will. It didn't feel very formal, though. It was really relaxed. And like I said, I would go stay at his house for a weekend, and he hardly would come to me. It was basically me wanting to see him again. So and that lasted five months. And where are things right now? And what made you reach out to me now about it? Right now, we have had two dates um, and very formal he, I have let him pick me up from my house, not come in, but he's picked me up, dropped me off at night, like hasn't come in my home. He's being a complete gentleman and honestly, unlike I've ever experienced him and I love it. Like I'm so excited about it. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you. We need to go back because I'm missing something. So was there some kind of, and, and maybe I just, um, my brain just turned off or something. Was there some kind of breakup or something recently that, how how did it turn out that you're now this formal dating? Six months ago, we had been sort of back on, and it was December, and I had celebrated his birthday two months prior to that. And like I said, we it was kind of more casual, and I was dating at the time um, other people. But my birthday was coming around, and he told me that he had plans to go out of and he was flying out on my birth date. And this was three days before. 
And he said, why don't you drive to me and we can go out to dinner for your birthday? And I completely lost my control and was very disappointed that he, I said, you can't plan something in advance for my birthday. I've known you how long. And so I kind of blew up at him and we stopped talking for until now. So for six, five or six months, and now we're talking again. And I've been, we've been on a couple of dates um, and keeping it very formal and slow moving. Got it. Thank you. So I want to know particulars here as well. You say stop talking, and you prefaced it with, I lost control. What actually happened? I did this. I blew up his phone with these texts. I blocked him. I, I mean, I want particulars, and then how you actually mm, stopped everything and it went radio silent, or throughout these six months, there's been some contact back and forth, or exactly that, and then how it was that you started talking again. So six months ago, when I, he had asked me to drive to him, and we'll go to dinner for my birthday, I did not like that he didn't plan something more elaborate for my birthday. And I was like, and he said something that really kind of set me off, which was, if I wanted to come there and take you out, I would. And it just triggered me. And I called him and yelled at him. And he tried to avoid my behavior and I just kept calling him and I was berating him like what's right and what's wrong this is wrong you've known me this long you should be doing something for my birthday and um, I kept calling him and I actually called him he had blocked me because he said you need to calm down and we'll talk tomorrow so then when I called him the next day, because he said, we'll talk tomorrow when you calm down, he had blocked me. And that made me honestly, so mad. So I continued to text and call him and try to reach him in other ways, um, like via WhatsApp instead. And he actually, the day before my birthday, sent me the only response he sent me was a photo of him um, driving to the police department. And then he messaged me after that and said, if you do not stop contacting me, it's harassment. And I thought, okay, if this man's going to go to the police instead of answering my calls and just talking to me, then I am done. So at that point, I realized like, it's never going to be anything. I'm him and I are never going to be anything. So I completely gave it up. I celebrated my birthday and just forgot about it. I mean, I honestly just moved on and didn't talk, didn't talk. And then my sister is friends with him. And my sister was coming into town. And whenever my sister comes into town, we see Sam. And so my sister started messaging him and communicating that to me. And I'm like, please do not talk to him. 
I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want you speaking with him. I need to move on. Like, we don't need to contact him at all. And so that kind of opened up the can of worms. And that was two months ago or a month or two ago. And so then I reached out to Sam directly. And I think I sent him like a photo of my sister. And I was like, how beautiful is she? And he said, beautiful like you and then we kind of started messaging back and forth here and there and then but not often and then one time he messaged me and said did you get my gift and I hadn't received it and then and honestly right now I could look back but and I'd have to think about it more but I don't know the exact like what exactly we messaged about at first but I was really like not interested in pursuing a thing at all with him. I don't know why I messaged him my sister's photo, and I guess I was thinking about him. I don't know, moment of weakness. But actually, I think I had sent him, I saw a video on maybe TikTok or something, and it was this girl explaining how women just lose interest because they ask for a little thing, and the guy doesn't do the little thing and the little thing turns into a bunch of bigger things and they just lose attraction for that man. So I sent that to him and then, I don't know, we just started talking back and forth and um, it turned out the gift that he sent me, he sent it to the wrong address and that, again, I was like, see, this is the kind of thing, how long have you known me? I've lived in the same place and you can't get my address right. That doesn't make me feel good. And it was just stuff like that. Like, And then he started coming on pretty strong with messages and how, you know, he wants to see me and loves me and all of this. And I kind of was turning him down the first month or so. And then then we kind of were messaging back and forth. And I think he might have called me and then he wanted to take me out. And I said, what's change and at that point he said something that I've never heard him say and he said it I don't know it was very not like him and he said I want to make you my priority and I know I have to give up some things so but he said we'll talk about it on our next date and we had a date and we did talk about it and that was our first date and then we had a second date I think last week Um, and so here we are today. Thank you for that honesty. I know that's not easy. It's very embarrassing, and I am ashamed, but I do play a part in the hurt that he causes me. It's almost like I'm doing it to myself in a way. So, And it's really hard for me and embarrassing to talk about. But, yes, I do play a part in the on and off again, for sure. I'm so glad you see that. It's vital that we do. And that embarrassment you feel is so useful. And I want you to think of it as your friend at the moment because it's showing you the way. The thing you mentioned about, I don't even know why I messaged him. This is huge. And when you get this, it changes everything. You messaged him what we would say in the vernacular is, out of emotion, but it's your subconscious being infinitely stronger than your intellect and compelling you to do something that you will not understand why. You will not get it. You just do it. And when that happens, you know that you're relating from your subconscious. 
Do you know what I mean by that? I think so, yes. So in order to change this for yourself, because if you don't, you're going to continue to have problems with him and any other man that you fall in love with. Not men that you don't, men that you do. Because I bet there are plenty of other men who pursue you, want you, you know you could have, and you don't do any of this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because our love interest subconsciously becomes part of what you were programmed to do and feel from when you were a baby, meaning birth to about age seven. And there's something during that time that your baby mind was programmed to believe about you that you inherently have to do things, control things, show your worth and value, all of that in order to be loved and get your needs met. Intellectually, you may think, well, no, you know, I had a good family, I was cared for, I was loved, I, you know, we had some things happen, but nothing major, so that doesn't really ring true. However, that's from your analytical, rational, experientially knowledged adult mind, not from your baby mind that had no rationality, no analytical ability, no experiential knowledge, no anything. And everything, your actual existence and life depended on the love you received from usually two people, mom and dad, main caregivers. And unfortunately, the human condition is such that whatever happens to us from birth to about age seven, which age seven is called the age of reason. It's why we don't have too many memories unless they're exceedingly happy or exceedingly awful prior to about five, six, seven, because we are in our subconscious, or you could think of even unconscious state. And everything that happens is programmed in us that from the vantage point that we are the cause. So if there was trauma, abuse, abandonment, not getting our needs met in any way, shape, or form, it's not that we're the victim, we're the cause. We know that's not true as adults, but that's what is implanted and programmed in our subconscious mind. So saying that, what do you think happened or may have been uh, the reason for this acting out in the way that you do with Sam. Wow. I think I know I deserve more. And then when he doesn't step up to the plate in that way, I want to tell him to and like kind of control it and tell him what I deserve and tell him he's horrible for not giving me what I deserve. And I'm not sure the subconsciously why I react with a storm of emotions towards him. I'm not sure exactly why, but um, I want him to know like, this is bad. You're being horrible and I deserve better and women deserve better and you shouldn't treat someone like this. So I respond in that way, trying to get him to see that I deserve better 
Yes, that's the intellectualization and the playing out of your subconscious. So you just said it, and now you have to take it back to then. You as an adult now get to stomp your feet and tell and show and reprimand your love interest for not giving you what is right, what you need, all of it. Now just take it back. When you were a baby, zero to seven, you couldn't do that. You did not get your needs met in the way that gave you a complete sense of value, lovability, self-worth, and you lacked the control to get it. You were angry, you were upset, and you couldn't do what you can do now as an adult with your love interest. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, and and I, now that you say that, it's 100% spot on because growing up, I wasn't allowed to express any dislike or negativity or any kind of emotion, to be honest, really. I would get definitely in trouble if I expressed myself. Like, I don't like this or anything like that. So yeah, that makes complete sense. That's it. So it's triggering to you when he, as the love interest, does what your initial, and for all of us, your initial love interest did. You probably in your life have no issues or very few with other people. It's so true. Like I I feel like I have everything in my life is wonderful and I'm successful and I'm successful to a degree at my friendships and my family relationships. And I honestly, I'm really happy where I am in life, but the relationship part and intimate part is where I'm really struggling. Exactly. And it's true for every single one of us because none of those other people hearken back. They're not love interests. Our parental figures are the love interests. They're our initial lovers, so to speak, because they show us, give us, whether good, bad, indifferent, anything, our lovability, first and foremost, our worth, our value, and our total existence, our life depends on them, quote unquote, loving us. So what you talked about in terms of, I don't even know why I reached out to him, that is your subconscious taking over and attempting to, I'm going to exert and show my worth, value, lovability, get this person to do what they need to do, I would go out on a limb and say that what you talked about six months ago, whereby he sent you the police station picture or what have you, all of the activity you did leading up to that, the texting, the calling, the harassing, quote unquote, all of that, it was so deep within you, you felt compelled to do it. Is that right? Yes. It's like something takes us over. Exactly. Yeah. And you may have even thought like intellectually, what the hell am I doing? There were probably moments of intellect of like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But it's like you're, you're possessed. 
that's the subconscious exerting. And to the degree that we experience whatever it is that we, you know, experience as babies, it comes out with our love interest. It just does until we first and foremost recognize it. You can't change what you don't recognize and then set about changing it. I'm hearing that you can potentially have this, but until you make those changes, you don't have the chance of having it the way you want it. You can have it. And if you don't make the changes, you will have it at this level. Mm -hmm. So it's you being ready to make those changes. And you've started certainly by doing what you're doing. It wasn't the best way because again, you reached out to him. But if you over time show your worth, value, seriousness, and change will be the degree you can see whether or not he can step up to your change. And generally speaking, a a man will. If he has the love for you, there's any amount of capability, readiness, what have you, it can happen. So what are your tangible questions for me around that now that you've gone on these dates and he's showing you some change? I guess I would like to know kind of a map from here because we've been on two dates and I know a lot of the different relationship coaches have different advice, but I guess I want to try, like we've discussed, to change and I want to be kind of leading the relationship and I I don't want to fall in the same habits as before. Like he's already last night asked, do you want to come to my house tomorrow night and we'll get sushi? And it's like how many times I've driven the, sometimes it's an hour to get to him, to see him and stuff. And it's like, I don't think that that's appropriate at this point. But, and then he's planning a trip for us in a couple weekends. And because of our history, I feel comfortable with him, but I don't know that that's right to accept. And then part of me is scared if I say no or whatever, he'll not, when I say it out loud, it sounds silly, but he will just give up and say, okay, whatever. Like I tried and she's not interested or I don't want to put this much work in. And that's your subconscious speaking. Yeah. Of course, he'll just walk away. I'm not really lovable, valued, worthy of it. I don't do what's expected. You see, when you told me about your earliest experience, just that one little thing, and that's just one one part of it, that I wasn't allowed to exert my own feelings about it if they were negative in any way. How do you translate that to an adult relationship? I'm not allowed to say no or not do what the other person wants. Mm-hmm. The child you connoted, I must do what my parents want, what my caregivers say, my love interests want, or I don't get my needs met. I'm not lovable. I don't get love. Mm-hmm. And then there is the urgency, but mostly it's fear. The urgency, yes. Yep. And the fear. You mentioned other relationship coaches, dating coaches, and you, like, you're getting confused. What's the mixed messaging? Oh, I just want, like, a direct, like, path instead of 
like I have all this information from different places and I kind of know like I should definitely take it slow and after maybe five dates think about sleeping with him again or and I, I just don't know. I understand that. There's so much out there that is information driven but not transformation driven. Information is not transformation. It's not specific to each situation and you can feel overwhelmed and lost and confused. I get that. This is going to take work and change. Real transformation on your part, and you've started it already. That's great. It's huge. It's going to now be step by step. There's some backtracking here that will need to be done, and there will need to be a conversation, but not how you have been used to talking to him, him making these changes and skirting the issues of what it is that you really want. You have just gone along with what he wants. And of course you would, given how you've been programmed to. So the work entails you actually changing that and working on that along with what you do and say with him and how you behave. Mm -hmm. Those are the two umbrellas under which I work because one without the other won't do it. Most specifically, the first one. Because if you don't get that changed for yourself, not only will you continue to do the mm, inappropriate and not getting you what you want behaviors with him, but you'll do it with anybody else you actually fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you need to make those changes by... Wondering what I'm going to tell Elle about how to make the changes she needs to make to have the best chance with Sam giving her all she knows she deserves? In the rest of this episode, I outline what Elle needs to be saying to Sam, how she needs to behave with him starting today, and concurrently what she must be working on within herself to ameliorate her subconscious programming and raise her self-concept. And because I want you to get the results you desire with your current or future Mr. Right, I invite you to check out the 8020 Wonder Club, where you can hear the rest of this episode with Elle, where I outline the what and the how of Elle getting what she wants. The 8020 Wonder Club is an exclusive membership-only club of the Make and Wonder podcast, where you'll get nearly 150 full ad-free episodes categorized by age and relationship status, plus all new episodes the moment they're formatted and ready to be aired. Unfiltered coaching conversations like this one, with all my advice and principles to have you succeeding in your romantic life. But there is much more. The 8020 Wonder Club includes my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a weekly video series of mindset and mechanics practices for you to do at your own pace each and every week. It alone is valued at over $500 and is all yours as a member. Join monthly and cancel at any time or save by committing to a 6 or 12 month membership. And not only will you save by committing to more, you'll receive a full coaching intensive experience where you'll be talking to me in a conversation like you just heard. You choose the date 
anytime during your 12-month membership, and I'll be answering all your questions on getting what you desire and deserve in your romantic life. Check it out at the 8020wonder.club and join us, as that is the only way you'll be able to hear what I tell Elle what she needs to do in a make-him-wonder way to have Sam showing up for her and making her the priority he really wants to. Don't miss out on how to make your man wonder in the right way, to have the divine right results in your relationship, or how to start dating in a way that guides a potential Mr. Right to do right by you. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club. That's the 8020wonder.club. You and your love will be glad you did.